Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, February 6th. Today happens to be the birthday of my dad, Dr. Plato Shepherd, pastor of the Old Paths Baptist Church in Hayes, Kansas. He's a church planter. And so he is starting that church. It's a new church, been just a couple of years old now. And he is 75 years old today. So happy birthday to Dad. And hope that you have a great day in the Lord. Love you. Appreciate you. And thank God for you. Amen. Hope the rest of us are all having a good day in the Lord also as well. It's been a beautiful day here in Madisonville. Turned out a little cool this morning, but it's warmed up quite nicely and it's supposed to be a really nice day today, so I trust that it is, and that you're enjoying the goodness of the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's always good, and that is the grace of God. The good grace of God. It's always good. I thank God for his mercy and his kindness and benevolence unto us. Amen. Well, let me mention just a couple of things by way of prayer request and then get ready to go to the message. We began a message on yesterday. It's actually a repeat of one we preached sometime back in the, in the Island Ford Auditorium, but we have aired it on the radio once before too, entitled Encountering Contrary Winds. And it was in a time we were going through some storms and issues and I don't know when there's a time we're not going through some storms or issues, it seems like. But anyway, just to remind us that our God knew about it before it ever got here and made plans and preparations for it before it ever got here. And so we're going to be continuing that message today. And I've got a couple of good songs queued up before we go to that message. Uh, We're going to hear from the Shepherd family. Joshua singing one entitled, He Preached. And then we're going to hear from Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers, a good church hymnal song, I Want to Know More about my Lord. But first, I mentioned some prayer requests. Do pray for Brother Hall. God continue to strengthen him and help him as he's out there in Springfield with Benny. Pray that God bless him and the family out there. And then, of course, Brother Tim McHatton, missionary helps friend of ours that has been in the hospital with some blood clots and AFib issues. Evangelist Gary Shock, he's close friends with my dad as well that Brother Shock has been having some heart issues. They've not been able to locate exactly his problem, and he's not able to preach or travel, so we want to remember him in prayer as well. And then so many in our area that have this old stomach bug or head cold or flu stuff that's going on, want to remember each of these in prayer as well. So let's pray for one another. Pray for the broadcast. Ask God to use it. Pray for souls to be saved and Jesus Christ to receive glory. All right, our sermon for this week is going to be dealing with Mark chapter number 6. Several verses there. We're going to be taking our text from verse number 48. We're talking about encountering contrary winds. And on Monday's broadcast, we just did an introduction, and now we are continuing on, and we'll continue this message throughout this week. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Allen Ford Baptist Church right here in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you want to turn in your Bible to Mark chapter 6, the Bible says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. 
And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. Amen. I want to focus on verse number 48, that phrase, for the wind was contrary to them. I want to preach for a few minutes on encountering contrary winds. Let me just start by saying this. We picked up our text, in a sense, in the middle of the story, but we picked it up with the fact of our Lord instructing His disciples to get into the ship and to go before Him unto the other side. Uh, He instructed them to go while He stayed back and dispersed the crowd or the multitude, then that He might spend some time up on a mountain apart, alone in prayer. Well, there's a lot of lessons we could learn in that as well. But I'm interested in focusing today and spend a little bit of time on that phrase about the fact of this shipload of disciples in the midst of the sea as they are tossed with waves encountering contrary winds. Now, I want you to think with me just a moment as we begin our, our thoughts I'm thinking about the viewpoint from the disciples. These disciples are tired. They're weary. They've been on a preaching mission, as I said. They've come back. Their emotions are high about the success of their meeting. And immediately they're approached with the fact that John the Baptist is not just imprisoned, but John the Baptist is now beheaded. And it's sad news. I mean, their emotions go from high to low. That'll sap your strength. Amen. Uh, they're physically exhausted uh, because of the ministering that they've been doing. And so they go to the other side for a place of rest. There's no rest there. Uh, that In that place, of course, they say to the Lord, send them away. And you can understand that. They're tired. But our Lord said, no, feed them. Now think about this. 5,000 men and 12 men are going to be their waiters Our Lord said, you feed them. Our Lord broke the fish. Our Lord blessed it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples. The disciples distributed unto the people. So if you've got 5,000 men, probably they've got their wife. They've probably got some children with them. So a multitude of possibly at least 20,000 people. And you've got 12 men serving as waiters, handing out fish, and handing out bread to those men, women, and children that are seated on the ground. And and they're busy. I, I wouldn't want to be a waiter with if there's eight. 15,000 people there and 12 men. That's 1,500 people per that one waiter. Everybody said, can I have another piece of fish? Amen. And they said, hold on, I've got to run back to the Lord and get it. See if there's more in that basket. It wasn't but five when we started. Amen. But, I mean, you just, that's just mind-boggling to me to recognize these men must have been tired. But when they got done feeding the 5,000, our Lord said, that's not all, boys. We've got to clean up. And he made them gather up the fragments. Our Lord's not wasteful. Amen. But these men then are made to gather up these fragments. I I did read where one man said this, and I thought it was good. He said that they were being heroic when they were feeding the crowd, but it's humbling to clean up after the crowd. He said, we need to learn as servants of the Lord, much of our real service is not done in the limelight. It's done behind the scenes. Oh, boy, that is so true. And our Lord was teaching these disciples that. Amen. 
Uh, so our Lord then says to his men, all right, you get on this ship and you go on over to the other side. I will disperse the crowd and I'll take me some time to pray and then I'll come to meet you over there. And so we see the compassion of our Lord. We see the, uh, the wisdom of our Lord in getting these men apart because they're exhausted and giving them a chance that they can rest. And so he puts them on the boat. However, our Lord knew very well that this wasn't going to be a relaxing voyage. This was not going to be a trip that they were going to sail peacefully across the sea and they were going to enjoy rest and comfort. No, our Lord knew very well that He's sending them into a storm. Our limited understanding, we sometimes don't understand. We may question, why? Would the Lord intentionally send those men that He knows are weary alone? By the way, He said, I'm not going with you. He sends them alone in a storm, intentionally doing that. And there's questions that arise in our mind about that. Well, I'll just say He knows what's best. And and really for the moment, I'll leave it at that. But look with me in our text here as we look at this story. Now, of these men, as we read uh, from verse number 45 down through verse number 48, could have read more, as you know that the story does continue on, but that he constrains them. Verse number 45, and straightway he constrained his disciples. There's two words that show you the exertion that's going straightway. Our Lord didn't waste any time. Our Lord got in a hurry to get these men on the boat. He constrained them. That meant he twisted their arm. That meant he com- he didn't just he didn't just suggest to them. He commanded them. He said, "Fellas, get in the boat." Amen. I, I believe this. I believe those men probably were hesitant about leaving the Lord. They wanted to be with Him. They wanted to stay by His side as much as those multitudes wanted to stay with Him. These men that had been with Him wanted to stay with Him. But He said, fellas, the best thing for you to do is get on board this boat and go to the other side. Now I want to point out a few things, if I can, uh, in this story that I believe will be helpful. First of all, I want you to notice the sailors in this lot. You see, our Lord had 12 men, 12 disciples. There were others. There were at least 500 at one time that were disciples of our Lord. But these 12 hand-picked that we call disciples, sometimes they're called apostles of the Lord, that were a motley crew of men. Uh, They were a variety of backgrounds that these men came from. We know that at least one of these men was a religious zealot, Simon Zelotes. We know that at least one of these men was a tax collector, Matthew the Publican. We know that at least four of these men are professional fishermen. That means these four fishermen would have been expert sailors. They lived on the boat. They lived on the sea. They understood something about what was going on. Oh, what a blessed thing that God puts right in us what we need to make this voyage. Amen. I believe that every church, God gives gifts. He talks about giving gifts unto men. I believe that every local church has every gift that church needs to fulfill the ministry that God's called them to do. Amen. God gives ministry gifts, ministry abilities to be a blessing to that local church. Amen. And a lot of things that we could say about that. Those men, four of them were fishermen, thank God. Now, think about this. These men not only knew the vessel well, but they knew the sea well as well. So we talked about the sailors in the lot. Secondly, I want you to notice the sea or the lake. This particular body of water 
is called the Lake of Gennesaret by some. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 is one of the places. It's called the Lake of Gennesaret. It's called the Sea of Galilee by others. Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 and chapter 15 and verse 29. It's called the Sea of Galilee as well as other places. But it not only has those two names, it actually has two more names. It's got four names total in the Scriptures that we know about. In the Old Testament, it's called the Sea of Chinnereth or Kinnereth. And that's found in Numbers 34 and in Joshua 12 and in Joshua 13. The Sea of Kinnereth. And that word Kinnereth means, it means a bow shaped or a harp shaped. Because that's the shape of this particular lake that's called the sea. And then the fourth name in John chapter 6 and in John chapter 21, it's called the Sea of Tiberias. These names come from the surrounding area that is there. The region is Galilee. There's a city of Gennesaret. There's a city, Tiberias. And there was a city of Kinnereth. And so there's where these names come in. But sometimes it's called a lake. Sometimes it's called a sea. In the Scriptures, the word sea does not necessarily mean an ocean. Or we look at it as we've got lakes. We've got, well, we've got ponds, we've got lakes, we've got seas, and we've got oceans. Alright, that's the way we look at it. That they gradually get bigger as they go. But in the Bible, a body of water is called a sea. The brazen sea that's in the temple was just a bowl, a big bowl that held water. That body of water is called a sea. And so that's where this idea comes from. They say that this body of water was particularly dangerous. Uh, for the suddenness and the intensity of the storms that occasionally appeared in its vicinity. One explanation of that fact is that this large body of water is actually 700 feet below sea level. It's actually at least 600 feet below the level of the Mediterranean Sea, which is the nearest sea that's there. That causes the waterways, the water flows to flow Rapidly, which causes corrosion quickly. And so because of that, they've cut deep ravines uh, into these sides of this, of this uh, lake. And they, they, those ravines are like funnels that the winds come down from the mountains and bruise up storms that are often sudden and severe. There are numerous accounts of such storms in the New Testament appearing on this very body of water. So we've seen the sailors in the lot and the sea or the lake. Let me say number three, look at the storms in their life. This is one storm out of many that have appeared on that lake. This is one storm out of many that arose in their life. But I believe every one of us can look back at this storm and get some things that will help us when we encounter storms as well. Amen. Now in, in our present, the present account of our text, I imagine, this is me using my imagination, when the Lord put them, told them, get in the boat. I don't think that they saw the storm arising. I don't think that the winds were already blowing, the winds of adversity. I don't think that the waves were already crashing. It looks to me like they're headed towards the evening time and they're getting in this ship and they're going across a smooth, placid lake and their idea is we're going to rest a little bit and we're going to have relaxation a little bit. So they begin their voyage without the storm. But the storm arose suddenly. The storm arose quickly and was such fury that even these strong rowers, these men that were used to the sea, these fishermen apostles could not make headway in the storm. 
They are going eight miles across. And when our Lord sees them, they're in the midst of the sea. It's nine hours later and they're still in the midst of the sea. They're in the middle. What's that mean? That means nine hours of hard rowing and they've not gone more than four miles. They're not making much progress. Look at Mark 6 verse 47. I'll show you. I'll point it out to you. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing for the wind was contrary unto them. I'm going to stop there and I underline that. When even was come, and underline the phrase in verse 48, the wind was contrary unto them. This storm appeared apparently when the evening time came on. In other words, as darkness fell, so did the storm. As darkness approached, so did the storm. But it's in the fourth watch of the night now that our Lord comes to them in verse number 48. He means, and about the fourth watch of the night, He cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed them by. So that fourth watch of the night is between 3 a.m. and 6 p.m. It would appear that these men have been wrestling, they've been toiling, they've been fighting this thing for some time and they're not getting anywhere. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.